afternoon. Welcome to the Channel Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. A day that had a lot of downs when it came to the grain complex, especially in the corn and the beans. But it was this livestock complex that had a lot of folks smiling. We're going to dive into all the factors that affected today's market trade with Kyle Bumstead. He's with Allendale. And we've got to start out talking, Kyle, about this cattle market. And we'll, we'll get to the cash here in just a moment. But nice to see some really strong movement in both the live and the feeder complex. That's right, Susan. First of all, thanks for having me back. Yes, it was very nice to see, uh, you know, a push higher here like we saw today. Now, today, January feeder cattle did go off here at noon. And uh, I want to remind everybody that those cattle, uh, if you've got those cattle on the books yet, they're going to settle against the index sales that are happening right now as we speak. So tomorrow afternoon when the Merck updates that number, that should be where they settle against. So we've got that to deal with. And I think some of that uh, might have played into it a little bit today. Uh, these January feeders got up to 230, at settlement here with the index going to be closing today around 230.71. So a little bit frothy there. So they're anticipating a little bit higher cash here on these feeders here uh, as they've been bringing here in the north. Now the March feeders, they're uh, sitting here at 238.17. Their high was 238.92 today. It looks really good, at $4.40 here as far as that goes. It looked to me like there are some non-commercial, i.e. funds buying this market here. Now they did kind of break out to the upside here. This is the highest close we've had in feeders since clear back here uh, around that uh, November 8th time frame. November 8th, our high was uh, 235.70. And uh, the previous high before that, we got to go back and challenge now is going to be 239.80 from uh, November 7th. So pretty nice close here. Uh, you know, a couple months here, consolidation and, and uh, maybe putting that V bottom low here the way it looks. The daily charts are, however, starting to get overbought. So I wouldn't be surprised to see a little bit of a technical setback here. Just, uh, you know, might run out of some buyers here. Uh, but on the weekly chart here on these March and April feeder cattle, April's especially, is they're going to be front month here very soon. Uh, did do some retracement levels there. From the September high to the uh, December low here, we're at 50% retracement of that move around this 243.60, 243.65 area. We closed at 243.92 today. So we are at somewhat of a little bit of a technical resistance point here on this weekly chart. Now today we did uh, we did see a little bit of light commercial buying out there. Nothing crazy, but some of those far out spreads are a little bit skewed by a lack of volume out there. So today did look good here as far as the feeders go, settling off our highs just a little bit. Not too concerned about that. I am just a little bit concerned here that uh, we could be uh, rallying a little bit fast here as far as both the fats and the feeders are concerned. We could see a little bit of a correction come in here at any time. Well, you know, we saw a bit of that cash movement happening in Kansas, um, some in Iowa. Nebraska obviously was on the much quieter side. And as you and I were talking off air, how much of that is dealing with uh, condition? Not not as much as body condition score, but just the overall condition of these cattle in the feedlots. That's something that's on everybody's mind right now is this, uh, we get this thaw out here. It's, uh, you know, 36, 37 degrees here uh, up around this Erickson area, and the snow's melting pretty good. Some of these cattle are carrying, uh, going to start carrying a lot of tag if they're not carrying tag already, and some of these guys are just going to say, you know what, let's get rid of these cattle here. I did talk to a gentleman down in south central Nebraska this morning. He was, uh, he's got some cattle that are carrying some mud, and he goes, I was just tickled to death to get a bid on them. And, uh, you know, I said, well, they're bringing, you know, 176, 177. And he said, well, he says, I'll give them a number and see if they chew on it for a while. And I think, uh, I think he's going to be pleasantly surprised here. I think they're going to, they're going to trade a little bit higher than what the Packer bid him. So, uh, that, uh, sounds good. We did see some cattle here after the close here trade at that 177. Some of those did have some freight stipulations on those. A lot of 176. We've seen 277 dress traded, uh, on some 1300 pound heifers here. 
uh, today. We've seen 174, 175 has been a big number in Kansas and Texas. So definitely holding out here this week. Did get this cash market to uh, move higher in some instances. It's $2 and $2 to $2.50 higher than the previous week, depending on the area you're sitting in. When we saw a midday drop in the box beef, I mean, we were hitting that, that 300 mark. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just a smidge under, but it's still down $1.66 on the midday. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's a very valid point. That's something that is in the back of my mind that I'm a little bit concerned about. We did hit that 300 mark, and now we started to peel back. And I think it's due to lack of production here. We've seen a couple, three weeks here after the holiday. Since about the Christmas holiday, we haven't had a good, full, solid week of production here with good production, uh, good, solid production here coming out of these packing plants. And I don't think it's been as much demand as it has been lack of production here. And the packer trying to uh, prop up this box market to try to improve their margins a little bit. Well, guess what? That happens. The cattle feeders had a pretty ugly margins here for quite a few years. And now all of a sudden, it's shoes kind of on the other foot. And that's what they have to do to try to get that thing, slow the chain down and use the weather their advantage to try to prop this box beef market up and so i will stand by the fact that i personally think in my opinion that uh, these uh cutbacks and slaughter here that we've seen uh with the with the boxes uh doing what they've been doing that's been pretty much a man-made deal uh i don't really like the fact that we are peeling back just a little bit on this box market so that's a little bit concerning that's a concern that i have here moving forward is keeping some strength in that box market so they can try to bid up or keep trying to bid up on these cattle now you and i talking back in in december you brought up the concern that january was going to be mm-hmm. tough on the consumer pocketbook with all the bills coming due and the credit card debt and added to that now we get this weather moving in how do you see that affecting the movement across the meat counter for both, well, all proteins in general? That's a good question there, too. <clears throat> I mean, as this weather thaws out, we should start to see people that, uh, you know, want to get out a little bit more. We are still carrying record credit card debt. Everybody, all the economists say everything's going good. Economy's going good. S&P's making new highs. Everybody seems to be you know, living high on the hog, so to speak. Uh, you know, no pun intended there with hogs being up today. But, uh, you know, it, it, it is a little bit of concern. I, I still have a concern here that the consumer is struggling here, uh, and they're really not saying much about it. I, I still think that there's some struggle out there with the American consumer at this point in time. We're importing a lot of beef, and we're importing a lot of meat in general. So that is, uh, you know, potentially going to keep a cap on, uh, on some of these prices here, hopefully to help the consumer out, but it's not going to help out our producers much by importing that. All right, well, stick around, folks. When we come back, we're going to continue to take a look at the the movement of this livestock side, what we might see come the trade on Friday. We'll also take a look at what happened in these hogs, some big jumps for them on the trade. And, of course, you can't ignore the, the drop that happened on the grain side of the trade with lower corn, lower beans. Beans, of course, many say watching what happens weather-wise in South America. And we'll see why wheat was the one that had to bring the positive. More is coming up. It's the Channel Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. Fontenelle Hybrids and the other regional brands, along with Channel Seed, are merging in 2025, and we're ready to up your seed game. Here's Channel Seed professional Dustin O'Hanlon from Lexington. I'm extremely excited about this, to see the focus of taking all 11 brands and moving into one and combining the knowledge that we've got into one brand and bringing every bit of that together so we can have one focus, which is taking care of our growers. For more, contact your local Channel Seed professional. KRV. Welcome back again to the channel Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Our conversation does continue with Kyle Bumstead with Allendale. And and we left off kind of talking about some consumer confidence and what we're seeing. Let's talk, uh, before we jump into the hogs, let's talk about the cold storage report that came out yesterday. Kind of give us a rundown a little bit of what you saw in those numbers. 
That does give us an indicator here of uh, the consumer sentiment. Um, looking at those numbers here from yesterday, uh, I'm going to start out with the beef side of things. That's where we finished up here. Total beef was up 6% from the previous month, and it was down 11% from a year ago. And uh, we've continued to see these beef stocks build with the end of December would be the sixth consecutive month of increases here as far as beef stocks goes. Um, and that's all despite being down double digits from the previous year. So I'm, I'm looking at this stuff more month to month like I do cattle on feed reports. Uh, box beef was down again during the month of December. Choice is down $9.31, select off 4.42, And uh, we can equate that back, uh, as we saw in the January 1 cattle and feed report marketings uh, during December. We're down about 1% from the previous month. And that does indicate uh, to me somewhat that consumer demand has continued to see a seasonal winter slowdown. So, you know, if we're going to see something happen here, we need to see a drawdown in beef stocks here, either from coming from exports, which... Maybe they do, maybe they don't, or we need to see it come from our U.S. consumers. So that's what I'm kind of seeing there. We're seeing that build on that winter slowdown here, basically on that winter slowdown in demand. Now on the hog side of things here, yes, we've seen hogs, uh, they've run up here pretty good. We've seen these summer hogs up over 95, 96 bucks. That's a pretty good uh, charge there in these uh, summer hogs. Some are, some are saying 100 to 105. I don't know if we're going to get that high, but uh, we still have a pretty good hedger's market there. You can roll out your uh, February hogs right now and, and be short the Aprils out there from you know about an $8.20 spread right now. April, you can roll them out to June and be short to about $13. So there are some hog spreads coming up here that are very well known. They are bear spreading the complex. So those start here uh, over the weekend and the uh, first part of next week. So those bear spreads have uh, done very well over the past uh, 13 out of 15 years, 14 out of 15 years on some of them. And uh, looking at the cold storage to get it back there, total pork was up 3% for the month and down 6% from a year ago. And this back and forth on the pork stocks kind of continued last month. Uh, bellies were up 16% for the month and down 11% from last year. And uh, that's going to have to bring in some of the chicken side of things here too. Total poultry stocks were up 4% from last month and about unchanged from last year. Uh, total, the chicken stocks were unchanged from last month, but down 6% from last from last December. And uh, you've seen a lot of the headlines here recently that uh, they've been talking about a new surge in the fast food industry for uh, demand for anything related to fried chicken. So we'll have to see what the uh, subsequent monthly reports show as far as cold storage and the poultry stocks as well, too, because poultry and uh, poultry has been, uh, whether it's chicken or uh, turkey, has been competing very hard and uh, been a lot cheaper for the consumer to buy than has beef and pork. All right. What's your thoughts quickly before we switch to grains on this hog complex? Some decent numbers in the trade today. Yeah, some very good numbers here in the trade today from the looks of it here. Um, on the weekly charts here, we are somewhat breaking out here to the upside. I'm looking at these, uh, this April contract here. It uh, had the highest close from uh, since we've you know, it's been the highest. We're getting back in here to, you know, November time frame here when we close those Novembers up around that uh, 8220 area. Today's high and, and uh, close is 8255. So broke out above that. Next day resistance is going to be 8280. And then we're going clear up there to uh, 8605 for resistance, you know, back in the September area. So, you know, we start taking out some of these on the weekly chart. We could probably make a case for that 86, 86 and a half area on these Aprils if we can clear, uh, if we can clear those November highs of uh, <clears throat> 8280. Big drop happening in the grain complex across the board. Well, minus wheat, but corn and beans, what's your thoughts? 
Well, that's a good question here. We didn't <laughs> see any buyers come in here. No commercials come in here uh, on the soybean side of things here. Yesterday, it looked like, uh, you know, we saw the open interest. Uh, some of the open interest here was, uh, I guess, quote, unquote, interesting when you take a look at it here. We did see some improvements here. We did see, uh, let's see, corn was up about 8,400 contracts here yesterday after uh, being up. Soybeans, they were up about 1,700 contracts yesterday. So it looked to me like maybe a little bit of short covering, although it didn't quite indicate that. Now, the wheat did see some short covering here uh, yesterday as far as the Chicago wheat goes, Kansas City wheat did add some open interest. And that Kansas City wheat is very interesting to me is the fact that we're seeing May gain on the July, we're seeing March gain on the May, May gain on the July, and July gain on the September. Now, um, folks are saying, well, you know, that, that's, that's the commercials coming in here really buying this thing. Maybe, maybe not. I'm not convinced yet because I think with the uh, shorts that they're carrying up here up front, both Chicago and Kansas City, it could be a lot of non-commercial short covering. And when you get in the thinner uh, volume market like Kansas City wheat like that and Minneapolis wheat, it can skew the spreads when you see a lot of short covering in the front month. It can look like commercial buying, but it's actually skewed. You know, they're, they're just covering shorts. There's not a lot of commercial buying being done in the back, in the, in the behind the scenes, like it should, like it shows in the spread. So that's something a little bit concerning there. Getting back here to the corn and beans. Corn did see a little bit of potential commercial buying here today, albeit the uh, spreads. They did uh, firm most of the session. Then they just kind of drifted here as we got into that noon hour today. Some of the volume out there in those deferreds is a little bit uh, low as well, too. So we could see a volume skew there. Soybeans, we did see meal drop off pretty hard and the bean oil drop off very hard as well. Real quick, best way for folks to get a hold of you? You can call me here at the office at 308-708-7340. And that is today's channel final bell on the Rural Radio Network.